Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. This is episode 26, and as always, thank you for listening and downloading to another episode of the podcast. Remember to always subscribe, rate, and review. It's a great way for people that are searching for a new podcast to listen to to come across this one. Then remember to always get the word out about the podcast via word of mouth. The things that we enjoy in life, we are more willing and somewhat wired to tell other people about. So no matter if this is your first episode or if you have been listening since episode one, be sure to let people know about the podcast. I woke up Wednesday morning. And Wednesday morning gives my off day. So I kind of just get to run some errands, do some personal things, uh, get things checked off my personal to-do list. So I woke up Wednesday morning. Um, and this is one of the rare Wednesdays since my mom had surgery. I do not have to take her to therapy. She's actually um, almost done with therapy currently, which is a good thing for her. Um, she actually had, had to have what's called a manipulation done to her knee. Because since she had her knee replacement back in the beginning of June in the early stages of the podcast... Uh, she had to, her knee was not progressing as quickly as they would have hoped. So they had to do a manipulation and it, the doctor basically had to go in there, they knocked her out, had to go in there and physically manipulate her knee to bend it. And even the doctor, when he was in there, he said, yeah, Miss Stevens, um, your knee was not doing what we thought it would be doing at this time. So now things are progressing. She's moving a lot better. Actually went on, a, went on an extended walk the other day, 20 plus minutes, which is huge. I keep telling her mom, get outside and walk, get outside and walk. Get yourself outside and walk. She kept saying, I know I need to. I need to. Well, mom, uh, <laughs> it just looks like it didn't happen. Uh, you're still working on it. But no, uh, she, it, it's happening now. And back then it didn't. Uh, it, she'll listen to this and probably, and probably laugh at me. But uh, it happened. Now I'm happy for her. I think it was 24 minutes in length uh, total, which is huge. I mean, going from a complete knee replacement where you really can't move at all and to going to now being able to be very more mobile than normal going back to work hopefully very soon it's a good thing for her but no like i said this is one of the wednesdays that i i had free so i woke up in the morning looked at my phone went to the anchor app to see how many people listen to the uh podcast from the day before and then how many how many total plays we're currently at now for the entire duration of the podcast and lo and behold what happened i looked there and i got a little excited you're saying jay are you always this excited this all are you always this enthusiastic on the podcast you can say yeah that's actually how i am because i looked i looked there and we are the podcast is currently at 1000 plays and i want to say thank you thank you thank you to everyone that has listened to the podcast it truly means a lot with the podcast being a new journey for me it started a Mother's Day on May the 12th, and I said, hey, man, at the six-month mark, Jay, encourage yourself, push yourself, try new ideas, new topics. We want to have 1,000 plays at the six-month mark. Well, the, the podcast has hit 1,000 plays at the four-and-a-half-month mark, and that's truly huge. It's an encouragement. Everyone that gives, that provides feedback to me, uh, it's always positive. Even those people that don't listen to sports could care less. I mean, they don't like sports, could care less about sports. I've literally had people tell me that they listen to the podcast simply because of the enthusiastic voice that I have and the passion that I provide. Hey, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't try this. This isn't something that's uh, manufactured or that I think about at night or in the morning during the day and said, "Hey, well, I have to change my voice. I have to do this, do that to get people to listen." No, this is one hundred percent me, one hundred percent authentic. I want to say thank you, especially to those that don't like sports. To say that you don't like sports, you listen to a podcast or a show or you watch something about sports, that truly means that that person that is there providing the commentary there for you is doing something that you like. I'm going to say thank you to all of you. 
Now, I recently learned something about Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe and then unsubscribe, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, unsubscribe, and subscribe again. Yes, that's a lot to say at one time very, very quickly. You can do that and actually, and that actually boosts the podcast up the charts. You can definitely do that. All of you that have left reviews, thank you. I read all of them on Apple Podcasts. That is my uh, that is the app that I use to get all of my podcasts. iHeartRadio, if you follow there, thank you. Stitcher, um, I'm, I'm, I almost said SoundCloud, but I'm not on there. Uh, uh, Spotify, uh, CastBox, I'm working on getting on Pandora. Yes, I'm, I, I recently found out Pandora Pandora had a podcast. I had no idea, but I'm re- looking and trying to get on there as well. And the process, is sub, sub, I have submitted the podcast to them. So hopefully very soon I hear back and I get the yay or nay. One thing people may not know is that with podcasts, you have to submit and request to be on every single platform. And they can deny you. I mean, literally, they can literally deny you. Why? Maybe something doesn't fit them at the time. Maybe you're maybe you're not as popular as they as they would like. Whatever the case may be. So I'm trying to get on Pandora. Um, what when I first thought I said, hey man, I want to be on Podcast One. I remember that's a place that I heard about uh, the big podcast with Shaq. Well, they only they, they pick you. You can't try to get on them. They pick you. With this being an infant sta- in the infancy stage, I'm not there yet. But down the road, that would be a place that I would love to be. Podcast One. Also, if anyone would like to sponsor the podcast, send an email to jstevenspod at gmail.com. I would love to see the feedback. I would love to get. I would love to get uh, another sponsor for the podcast. Yes, one thousand plays. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone that has listened. Tell your friends, tell your family, even if there's someone that you don't like, or they like, but you know they like sports. One that one coworker, we have all of them. We have that one that gets under our skin. Unfortunately, hey, go ahead and tell them about it as well. They may enjoy the same podcast that you enjoy multiple times a week. So coming at you every twice a week, every Monday, every Thursday. This train is not slowing down. Let's go ahead and take a trip over to Lawrence, Kansas, because of the recent allegations that came out, the program, as well as Bill Self, are under some major, major, major heat. We have come to the point, well, I have come to the point with college basketball, college football, collegiate sports in general, that anytime accusations, allegations, improper benefits, things of that nature are given out to an individual, it doesn't really surprise me. I'm not saying it's expected, but it's more that we know that it's going on. We all know that there are those players out there that are getting paid under the table from whoever it may be to sway them to stay at a school, go to a school, whatever it may be to influence them to do something for a particular individual. Recently, the NCAA enforcement staff came out and came out with a couple level one infractions against the University of Kansas. Now, you think Kansas, you think Kansas basketball. This is actually against basketball and football. The major ones are with basketball and Bill Bill Self, but there's also some football ones as well. With basketball, it was a lack of institutions. Lack of institutional control and head coach responsibility violations. With football, was allowing an extra coach to work during practice under former coach. That was under former coach David Beatty. Now with football, I know that there are restricted there are restrictions on how long a a team can uh, be with the team 
and he could practice with the players throughout the week. Um, unfortunately, I guess there was you can't have, they had an extra coach to work with players throughout the week. I didn't know there was a limit on extra coaches. I know some coaches have uh, their own coaching staffs that are different different sizes than others. I didn't know if you had an extra coach. It was a little illegal as well. But you know the NCAA, there's rules for everything. But these the rules that the NCAA came down with Kansas basketball. Like I said, I'm not really I'm not really surprised. When I hear stuff like this, because it's, it's, like, it's very, very common, going back in the 2000s, 90s, and the 80s, there were times, University of Miami football, to be very, very specific, you knew those guys down there in Coral Gables were getting something. I mean, there's no time, it's, it's, it's not far-fetched to believe, or to even, even uh, try to put uh, an assumption to, that there are players at that caliber in a place like that that are getting something, and that may be jewelry, it could be, it could be, uh, a clothing could be cars, whatever it may be. We've heard of high school players such as Le- LeBron James, who happened to lo and behold, he happened to get a Hummer. Well, everybody knew his mom didn't have a lot of money, and he was not uh, the most wealthy kid growing up. Actually, he lived, he didn't really live the best childhood. So to have to have him roll up with the Hummer, like, oh, where'd that come from? Who's getting this? And so these infractions, like I said, it's a little weird. I think the most the startling thing that they're coming out with the coach. They're coming in trying to hit a big, a big time major coach in Bill Self. Uh, there were some other infractions and allegations that came out earlier this year with North Carolina State, but North Carolina State is not on the level of uh, Kansas. Uh, Bill Self, who has actually been at Kansas since 2003, and I believe he has been there longer than Roy Williams. Just to remind you, some some of you, how long Roy Williams was there. But Bill Self uh, won that won a national title in 2008. Three. Um, uh, three Final Four appearances, uh, uh, eight Big 12 championships, 14 Big 12 regular season championships. I almost, I almost got that mixed up. Uh, that, that is 14 from 2005 up until 2018. Just to remind you how long he has been there. Uh, he has won the Big 10 tournament, uh, two Big 10 regular season titles, two WAC regular season titles. So, I mean, I, I get, I get, the list goes on. Uh, two-time AP Coach of the Year, NABC Coach of the Year. I mean, his, his list of accolades is long, very, very long. And you would think a player, a coach of his caliber, a coach that gets the athletes, that is able to get the athletes that he is able to get, would not succumb or fall to, to the pressure, the peer pressure, to... This type of allegation, but you know what you have to do. And in talking with one of the people that he was talking to um, uh, with Adidas, he made a comment that you have to do that. This is what UNC and Duke do. I mean, he literally called them out and said, well, this is what they're doing to get the athletes. This is what we have to do to do as well. These allegations are tied to these allegations with Kansas right now, basketball, not football, but Kansas basketball are tied to two recruits, Billy Preston and Silvio DeSosa. Uh, the court testimony documents tied to the federal basketball corruption cases over the past two years included details of veteran Adidas consultant T.J. Gasnola having conspired to illicitly funnel approximately at least approximately at least ninety thousand dollars to the mother of Preston. Gasnola also testified in court that he paid DeSosa's guardian twenty five hundred dollars, although he denied a, although he denied a, he denied arranging a twenty thousand dollar payment. That had been discussed on wiretaps. I mean, bro, they have you, they have you, they have the evidence right in front of you, and you're denying the very thing that you have done. Evidence tied to the case included Gasnola and self and Bill Self talking 
openly in text messages about Adidas helping Kansas recruits. I'm happy with Adidas. Just get just got to get a couple real guys. I mean, that's kind of the game right now. The guy, the game is the game is I'm a top coach. I have a program. I have a track record. But the, these other schools, you have a Duke, you have a North Carolina, you have Arizona with Sean Miller out there, and he's and I think very soon he's going to actually get some some something coming to him as well. Um, you have Kentucky with John Calipari, with John Calipari actually um, and Marcus Campbell. And Calipari was out was at UMass. UMass had to forfeit that Final Four due to uh, the Alec the. Marcus Camby and the uh, getting improper benefits there. So it isn't anything crazy. That's kind of the game now. The kind the game is have the upper hand. The game is to do is to uh, do whatever it takes to get X whatever player it is to come to your school. If you don't have top athletes, if you don't have the one and dones right now, there's a very good chance you're not going to win. And we have seen it. We have seen it all over the place. Final four, year after year after year after year after year. Those one-and-done players are the ones in, who are leading their team into deep tournament runs. Now, granted, you do get teams like a Villanova, a, 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 Vir a Virginia. I mean, you get those teams that don't have the one-and-done athlete, which is not crazy to think. But, yes, you most of the time, these big-time major programs, they're trying to get the one-and-done who are, who are the number one, number two recruit in their particular class to do what? To come to their school so that they can win and win now. It's not trying to win two or three years down the road. No, no, no. Way different than football. In football, you have to be three years removed after your senior year, after your graduation. This is why you can get a redshirt sophomore, redshirt freshman year, but redshirt, redshirt freshman, redshirt sophomore. He can leave and go to the league. We remember Maurice Claret, early 2000s, after his freshman year and all the, all the things he went through and trying to and trying to debunk the rule didn't happen. Now NBA, there was a you could you could come out right out of high school. And all of a sudden, they said you have to be 19 um, and well, and one year removed out of high school. That's why we see players like Lamelo Ball, who I believe actually is ineligible to get to go to the NCAA because he had um uh, been paid to play. Uh, you have RJ Hampton going to Australia. You have all these players that are making moves to better themselves and just forsake the NCAA. They say, hey, the best way for me to get better is to go overseas, get paid now, and then, and then come, and then after my one year, after I get paid, after I play, after I focus on basketball instead of going to school and basketball where I could just pr perfect my craft 24-7 and focus on ball, then come to the league and LaMelo Ball, actually, as I've heard, and I'm sure you may have as well, who is very well, has the possibility not just to be a top five pick, not just to be a top three pick. Some people are projecting him to be the number one pick in the upcoming NBA draft. Now, yes, I know it's his college football, NFL football season, but the story this big, I figured why not talk about it now um, throughout the podcast. Uh, so, no, I mean, I, I get it. Uh, LaMelo Ball is very, very big. And I, I completely understand why these guys are saying, I want to get paid. I understand that if I take money from uh, – Whatever booster, whatever uh, um, uh, sponsor, Adidas, Nike, Under Armour, whatever it may be, if I take money from them, I very well could lose my eligibility and just lose basketball altogether. So they're going overseas. And I, I actually, at first, I'm like, why are you guys doing this? But the more I think about it, that's actually not a bad idea. 
It's a lot better for an athlete, for an individual, for whoever it is, for whatever field it is, to do that 24-7, to focus on it, than to have two major things at one time where they have to focus and they, where they have to get the focus not just to school, they have to get the focus to basketball as well. That's, that's two major things pulling them to the right or to the left when, they all, when they're ultimately there to do what? Play basketball or play football. Play the sport that they're there to play. There was actually there's actually more schools that are very, that very well could be uh, uh could very well get some of these allegations uh, or some more bans or some more um, infractions from the NCAA as this enforcement staff at NCAA is working is working nonstop to get this uh these infractions to stop uh, some other schools that may get hit very very soon Arizona Auburn Louisville. LSU, South Carolina, and USC. We all remember, we all have heard Sean Miller in the... And when I first heard this, I was like, dude, you're stupid. Why are you doing this? You know it's illegal. Um, but this is what he felt like he had to do. He was literally paying DeAndre Ayton, which is now... Who is now on the Phoenix Suns. He was paying ten, DeAndre Ayton $10,000 a month out of his own salary for him to go there. Imagine you paying. Now, I'm going to scale this down a little bit for our own uh, level because we're not making the kind of money Sean Miller is. But imagine you paying somebody $1,000 a month just to do something, just so they can be a part of your life, just so they can help you out and help you win. And do all this is Sean Miller's going to be like, man, we didn't, we didn't win the national championship. I don't even think we, I don't even think we get to the final four. So I'm thinking now I, I get it. I got the recruit. I, I got him to come. But what did it do? What 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 benefit did it have to me? What benefit did it have to the program? Didn't have any. I mean, yeah, we won. I mean, he was there. Um, he came to our school. Uh, we sold out. We sold out our, our arena. But how many rings did I bring home? Ah, uh, the rings weren't there. Why? Uh, we weren't that good. We weren't good enough. Yeah, that's that's kind. That's it's crazy, isn't it? These people are do are going to crazy links. Are go are are are. are keep going crazier and further and further and further and further this is not even to help the help the kids survive now i understand scholarship athletes get checks every single month um it's not really talked about much but they do get uh, uh checks every month with their scholarship yes they do have food that uh, they do have plenty of food to eat i know a lot and i've heard a lot of athletes say this that as a division one i'm talking about division one division one athletes nowadays they have the resources they have um either with the locker room either with um on the workouts, the health and wellness programs that these schools have, strength and conditioning. These schools have way more than enough than what you think. Even at halftime and at ends of games, they have things to eat out there. Now, if you're thinking, oh, man, it's, these kids don't have anything to eat, please, you go there and see what they got. The resources there are crazy. It's insane the amount of resources and the amount of, and the amount of money. These institutions, oh, no, let me keep going further. These boosters are putting into these schools to help these uh, to help these athletes. I do expect it, as many people do, Kansas is expected to vigorously dispute the allegations. Um, the coach control cha charge that is coming down against Bill Self, um, the NCAA bylaw is 11.11.1, and that reads, an institution's head coach is presumed to be responsible for the actions of all institutional staff, staff members to report directly or indirectly to the head coach. Basically, the NCAA is saying, just like it was with Rick Pitino, if something's going on in your program, you're supposed to know about it. If you don't know about it, that's on you. You're supposed to know about it. You're supposed to have someone report to you to know about it, whatever it may be. Now, it, it sounds crazy. Like, how in the world is the NCAA going to put that much pressure on a head coach? 
Well, um, that's kind of where I am too. Um, how how is that going to happen? I don't know, but I do believe that these individuals need to stop. Actually, this isn't the first time. Um, that Gastonola, I'm going back a little bit, um, getting off of Bill Self, but this isn't the first time that Mr. Gastonola, the one that's, in, that's involved with uh, Mr. Billy Preston and, and Sylvia DeSosa, uh, that he has been caught up in, in uh, illicit or uh, improper benefits to to children or to their family members. Mr. Gastonola also um, was, a, was prominent in the North Carolina State case as he delivered a $40,000 payment to, the, to help NC State Help them keep the commitment of Dennis Smith Jr. This is literally just to keep the commitment. Now I can, I can. There's more and more. Trust me, there's a lot going on here. There are college football players um, that have been getting money as well. I mentioned them um, earlier. Earlier, I think it was earlier this year. Um, came forward that. Uh, another member of uh, Mr. Lewis Martin Blazer, who was a financial advisor, who was uh, telling these parents, hey, I'll help you. I'll help give you this money. The only promise is you have to promise me that when your kid goes to the NFL, I can be the financial advisor. So I give you money now, and, and, and in turn, you're going to help me with my business. So what did Mr. Preston do? Well, he helped a couple uh, first-round draft picks, one from Penn State and one for North Carolina, Mr. Aaron Mabin, and then Mr. Hakeem Nix. We all know that name. Uh, he helped them. He he gave he he uh, sent money. Uh, he, he made cash payments through through Western Un Western Union to friends, family members, or girlfriends of elite football players who played at places like Alabama, Michigan, Northwestern, North Carolina, Notre Dame, Penn State, Pittsburgh, all names of schools that we hear every single week. It's insane what people have done or people will do just to get someone to go to a particular school. Mr. Blazer, this is now he reported several hundred to several thousand dollars that he was shelling out to these people as well. But now his particular instance, uh, hit went from the year 2000 to the year 2014. It doesn't surprise me when I hear stuff like this. It's kind of expected. It's almost like, oh, that uh, it's kind of understood. We all know what's going on. It's just when will the when we when will you get caught? It's kind of you do. I'm going to do this as long as I can. Until I get caught, then if I get caught, I'm going to lie and say that I didn't do it. That's kind of what it's come out to be. Uh, Kansas, is, Kansas is, is trying to vig uh, vigorously deny the allegations. Uh, uh, NC State kind of got caught. What is Sean Miller going to do when they got wiretaps? Auburn, Louisville, LSU, South Carolina, uh, USC. When all this other stuff comes out, what are you guys going to do? That's ultimately what it's going to be because all these coaches, all these boosters, the, the representatives of Adidas, Nike, Under Armour, that are just literally paying or giving money to families uh, of these high school recruits just to get into the school, what are they going to do? Because they know the NCAA is coming. Are they going to keep, keep giving the money out? Oh, yeah. Why? Because it's ultimately making them more money. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy what adults will do just to get a recruit, a young man between the ages of 18 to 22, just to go to a particular school to help them make ha, another dollar. Earlier this week, the Houston Cougars football team got some unexpected news from a couple members of their team. One being Mr. Keith Corbin, the a wide receiver. Then the other being from Mr. Derek King. And I'm going to pause right now. If I throughout any portion of this segment say Derek King, I apologize. Just, just, just forgive me. Because every time I read his name, I see, I see Derek. I see Derek. 
I'm not sure why. It doesn't matter if I have my glasses on, if I have my glasses off. I see Derek, but but I and I kept reading and reading and reading, and I, every time I saw him, I said, "Oh, his name Derek King, Derek King, Derek King." There are different ways to spell uh, a, a name that's pronounced one way. No, it's not Derek King. It's D. Eric King. It wasn't until I heard his name talked about and said on the radio that I said, "Oh, man, I've been saying his name wrong the entire time." It's D. Eric King. So I have made up my mind. If his mama named her D. Eric, <laughs> I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call him D. Eric. Uh, but Mr. D. Eric King, star quarterback at Houston, he was actually a Heisman Trophy candidate last year before suffering a knee injury that cut his junior year short. Both of these players had decided to sit out the remainder of their senior year. Yes, sit out the remainder of their senior year. Use this year as a redshirt year, and then you and then have one more year of eligibility next season. You may say, Jay, it's the middle of the year. The, how, how can you redshirt? How can you redshirt? When you've played, well, there's a new rule that was implemented last year that allows for a player to appear in a maximum of four games and still be eligible to retain a year of eligibility. Yeah, they're taking advantage of the rule, and I got no problem with it. They're actually not the first people to take advantage of this particular rule. Last year, a guy by the name of Kelly Bryant did the same exact thing. Oh, you remember Kelly Bryant, former quarterback at, at Clemson, started his junior year, um, went to the college football playoff, and then lost to Alabama. Last year, he wanted to come back his senior year, duplicate the success that he had his junior year, and then some, get past that first round of the college football playoff, and then win the natty. But what happened? There was a guy by the name of Trevor Lawrence, some call him Sunshine, that actually came in and actually took his spot after game number four. Well, Kelly Bryant said, forget this, Dabo. If you were to put this this true freshman, this guy you want to call Sunshine, looks like literally looks like sun, Sunshine from Remember the Titans, if you want to put him in my spot, hey, so be it, man. So be it. I'm going to leave your program. So Kelly Bryant, he left Clemson and decided to go to Missouri, where he has played and been the star every game this year so now to a couple players Keith Corbin the Eric King uh, taking advantage of the same rule and I got no problem with it these players have decided not just not just to sit out this year they have decided to focus on their degree and then come back and play football next year when I first heard this story I certainly thought it was because Houston started off the season one and three if you start a season one and three and you only got 12 games in it, it's it's kind of an uphill battle. Oh, wait, it gets even, you may say it gets worse because just this past week, they lost to who? Tulane by the score of what? 38-31. So you started off one and three. You are 38 and you lost 38-31 last year, last week. You feel like the best way for you to, to get the best education you could get is to sit out this year. Take advantage of a new rule and then go ahead and come back next year. You get an, another year of eligibility or use this year's eligibility next year. No problem with that. More, more power to you. There were some people that were saying that Mr. D. Eric King, the, the, the quality quarterback that he is, oh man, he's going to leave. He's going to transfer to Oklahoma next year. And honestly, that's not a bad idea if that's what he wants to do. If he wants to focus on focus on his education, get his degree, and then actually transfer to Oklahoma, hey, I get it, man. You're doing you're in the you're you're in the rules. I sure I would sure wish that you would stay at Houston, but if that's what he does, hey, man. I mean, I get it. I understand why you would want to go to Oklahoma. I mean, they had Baker Mayfield. They've had Kyler Murray, back-to-back 
Heisman Trophy winners. They have Jalen Hurts this year. Very well could be a Heisman Trophy winner. Then all of a sudden, if they get the Eric King next year in Lincoln Riley's system, whatever that man is doing over there in Norman, Oklahoma, it is to spread that around to every other program in the country because his quarterbacks can ball, man. His quarterbacks can sling that thing. And I think the Eric King would fit his program, fit his system very, very well. But actually, Mr. Keith Corbin and Mr. De'Eric King, they are debunking that thought that, well, De'Eric King is, that he's going to transfer. They are doing this for education purposes mainly, only. They want to focus on their degree and then come back next year and focus on ball. Both these guys put out statements. I'm going to read both of them to you, Mr. Keith Corbin's and then Mr. De'Eric King. Let's hear, let's, let's listen to what Mr. Keith Corbin had to say. He said, having the opportunity to take time and focus on the completion of my degree, plus having the chance to develop as a student athlete is why I have decided to redshirt for the remainder of the 2019 season. Coach Hogerson, myself, and my family both took time to make this decision. Being a Cougar has been one of the best decisions I have made, and I'm ready to take this time to help our program develop for the future. Mr. De'Eric King, let's, hear, let's listen to what he had to say. I came here to play football for the University of Houston, and that is not changing. After carefully thinking through this process with my family and Coach Hogerson, I have decided the opportunity to redshirt this season gives me the best chance to develop as a player, earn the degree, and set me up for the best success in the future. I'm looking forward to being a part of the success of this program going forward. Man, one thing I got to say is, to all those guys that have been with these players all four years, some of these athletes in the recruiting class that went to Houston simply because the other guys or one of these individuals was going to Houston to play football, I kind of feel sorry for them. I can't knock, and they can't knock the guy for focusing on his education and saying, hey, my education is so important, I'm going to take advantage of a rule, sit out, and then come back next year. I, I can't do that. I can't, I, I can't knock them for that. But man, you think about that guy that's been that, that's been uh Derek King's workout partner, and it's been, he's played pitch and catch with all these years. All these years, they've been, they've been workout partners. Now they've been each other spotter man. If you need a spot, he got you. If I need a spot, you got me. Kind of that relationship. Oh man, bro! All of a sudden, man, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What you mean you leaving? What you mean you leaving the senior season? What you doing, bro? Man, this is supposed to be our year. I understand. We started off bad right now, but it's supposed to be our year. We're supposed to come back. No matter what, the, no matter what our record says right now, bro. Remember, we boys, we can, we can do this. We can win out. We can go from one and three to nine and three. Win out, bro. Oh, we can do this. Get into a bowl game and show what kind of people we are. We can. Oh, nah, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I understand. You can hype me up, try to talk me up, give me the best pep talk anybody can give. But for me and my family, for me as my future, as me not knowing if I'm going to play in the league next year, I got to prepare myself for life after football. And preparing myself for life after football means me taking advantage of a rule, as I said over and over, because that's the most important thing. Taking advantage, sitting out this year, focusing on my degree, and then coming back next year and balling out. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of where we're at right now. And then that same player can come back and say, hey, man, D-Eric, bruh, I understand what you're saying, but we've been boys. I don't care what anybody says. Education, one thing, but we need you this year to ball, bruh. We need you this year to win. No, I don't care about right now. I don't care about sports. I don't care about football. 
I care about preparing myself for the future. My mama's helped me. Coach Hogerson's helped me. My daddy's helped me. Hey, man, he may, there may have been people in his life that he didn't mention. There have been so many people that have helped me make this decision, and I feel comfortable making, making this decision right now at this point. From the time after the game on, on, the preview, on the 19th up until Monday when the news came out, I feel comfortable. I feel extremely comfortable with what's going on in my life, and I'm not going to change, man. No matter what you can say, you can try and talk me into it. You can try and buy me the best your money can buy. It don't matter, man. It don't matter. I'm going to get my degree because ultimately that's going to be the best thing to help me and my future. I don't know if I'm going to go to the league. Keith Corbin don't know what's going to happen to him after football. All he knows is I got to get my degree. I have, I have spent so much time, so many hours studying, so many hours in lectures that, man, I'm not going to forfeit all of that right now. I'm not going to forfeit getting back grades and not getting my degree. No, I want to focus on my degree, get that thing, and then focus on football, football second. I got my priorities right. The people, my, my people in my life have helped me get my priorities right, and I want to stick to what they have taught me. And I would not be surprised just how there have been players that have been sitting out bowl games to prepare for, to prepare for the upcoming NFL draft, uh, NFL season. I would not be surprised if more people took this approach to football, their senior season, whatever it may be. If they say, hey, my senior year, things, things are a little rocky right now. Not the best. I can forfeit this year, play up to four games, get my degree, secure that thing. So if I don't play professionally in the, in the NFL I have a way out. I have a way to get a job. I can do what it is I want to do down the road. You cannot knock a young man, and I'm not going to knock a young man for focusing on his education. That's one of the most important things in his life. We People preach it from the time we are kids. Get your education. Get your education. Get your education. Get your education. And the time somebody makes a decision for the education, they say, oh, bro, that ain't for education, bro. You're just trying to transfer. That, that ain't for you, bro. No, no, no. That ain't about your degree. You just want to transfer to Oklahoma. No. That ain't it. This man wants to get his education. I applaud. I literally applaud Mr. Keith Corbin's parents, Mr. Eric King's parents, Coach Hogerson. I applaud you guys for helping this young man saying, hey, let's focus on our education. Football is not the most important thing in the world. Before we get out of here, it's time for Jay's Weekly Picks. Last year in college football, I went, not last year, last week in college football, I went 2-2. Two and two. I am currently 11-7 and seven overall. And then last week in, in the NFL, my NFL picks, I went 3-1. and one. The Titans let me down and went 8-5. I am 8-5 on the season. I am looking at my calendar right now. And for the entire month of September, I have not won one. I have not won a single midweek game for college football or the NFL. And if you have picked up on a trend, I pick the Thursday night game every week for the NFL. I pick one midweek game Thursday or Friday for college. And then I also pick the Monday night. Okay, excuse me. I have I have gotten some Monday night football games right. I have not gotten a Thursday a game on Thursday or Friday right for and for the month of September. So I am misspoken. I have gotten I have not gotten a Thursday or Friday game right for college football or NFL. I have gotten some games right. On Monday Night Football, I also got that Notre Dame Louisville game right at the beginning of the college football season. But let's get to these picks again. Let's get to these picks right now. Uh, for college football, I have Memphis over Navy on Thursday. I have Washington over USC. I have Ohio State over Nebraska. I'm sure some of you are wondering when Jay was going to pick Ohio State. When was they going to pick his school? I have Ohio State this week over Nebraska, which is actually the first uh, you want to say real team that they played. They've been putting the hurting on everybody they played. 
And then I have, looks like, Utah over Washington State. Yes, Utah over Washington State. In the NFL, I have the Packers over the Eagles on Thursday night. I have the Ravens over the Browns. I have the Colts over the Raiders. And I have the Steelers getting their first win of the season over the Bengals in Monday night football. Thank you for listening to another thank you for listening to another episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Underscore J25. That is at DR underscore J-A-Y, the number two, and the number five. If you want to be a sponsor of the show, remember, send your email to jstevenspod at gmo.com. Once again, that is jstevenspod at gmo.com. Remember to always subscribe, rate, and review. It's a great way for people that are searching for a new podcast to listen to to come across this one. Then remember to always get the word out about the podcast via word of mouth. The things that we enjoy in life, we are more willing and somewhat wired to tell other people about so no matter if this is your first episode no, if this was your first episode or if you have been listening since episode one be sure to let people know about the podcast this was episode 26 of the jc was podcast i'll see you next time